The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Wow. Dude, I don't know the words. There you go. You yeah. just you just spout them out. Yeah. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and how much are we really living on our smartphones these days. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we take a little roll through the news, and El Kaiser has a few things to say, and then we're also going to talk about the smartphone and how much of our lives are on there, including our financial lives. Oh, yes. But first, a rant. Now, you know what? Or, or it's Would a happy rant. Would this qualify as a rant? It's like a... You know, I'm I'm back in the Android world. Yes, after that little part, detour through right, iOS. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm still on iOS. I haven't given that up yet. But I'm really enjoying my Galaxy Note 10 and Android. Something weird happened this week. Really? Something unexpected. Maybe not weird. Uh-huh. But... Was it like the the Amazon help thing on the Kindle where <laughs> it, like, helps you with... And there's somebody on the other line or was this... No, no, no. You know, I have two kids. Two very yeah. precocious, rambunctious... Digital natives, yes. Curious kids, digital mm. natives, right? So I've always had this problem where I have to like secure stuff on my phone because you know I, I leave it down for a second and one of them invariably is doing something on it. Not that I have anything to hide on the phone, but there's my wallet, my yeah. digital wallet. There's you know PayPal and all this stuff. There are games that they're going to download. There are emails with maybe salty language that I maybe don't want them to see. Yeah, so you don't want them to learn new words and order right. 500 boxes of Legos exactly. on a credit card. Yeah. you know. And so there was never an option or at least never an elegantly simple option on iOS to do this. But I came across a Samsung app of all things. Really? Samsung. I'm using a Samsung app. An actual Samsung app. And actually, I'm going to freak you out right now. I used Bixby once (gasps) last week. On purpose? No, no, no. It just came on (laughs) and I just happened to use it. What's what's it sound like? Is it a lady or a guy? It's a lady. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know. Miss Bixby. (laughs) Miss Bixby. It sounds like you're British. Miss Bixby. Yes, exactly. Please get me a gin. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Secure Folder is the app that I Used. All right. So my, it's secure and a folder. Yes. My goal was I wanted to hide some of the mature games that I play, like Dead Trigger and, you know, on my phone. I just got these old games. Yeah, that yeah. I like they're to they're play. your things that you do. Grand Theft Auto. And I don't want my kids to play them. So I'm like, all right, let me try this secure folder. Sure enough, it was a godsend. Really? What it does is it puts a new installation of the app into this secure partition on your phone. It's encrypted. So you drop it in there, you put a password or a pattern or whatever heck you want, and it's gone. You can actually uninstall it from your files and it will remain in your secure folder with only you having access to it. So it's like a little gated community. It is for exactly your adult apps. that. And that actually brings up the point. If you go and look for an option like this on iOS, the first thing they'll tell you is, well, we're already a gated community. Why would you want to do that? Obviously, you knuckleheads don't have kids. Yeah. Precocious, curious kids. Who've already cracked your parental controls. At least three times. Yeah. My daughter used her face 
to get into my Galaxy Note. I swear she did. I cannot replicate it, but I swear she did. Her little face that looks just like mine. The DNA is strong in that one. Yes. So I need that secure folder. And I'm telling you, this thing's been around for three years, apparently. Really? Secure folder. Not not a lot of press on it? Well, not a lot of press on it. But also, it's one of these features that since it's Samsung, I assume that iOS and Apple aren't going to want to have anything to do with it. But I'm, I guarantee you, if it was a an Android native app, they would be all over it. Yeah. This thing is phenomenal. It's simple. It's elegant. You just put it in the folder. You remove it. You put a password up. And you're done. Uh-huh. I love this thing. All right, so secure folder by Samsung. Che- yes, check one for Android and Samsung. All right. No iOS. But maybe it's payback for all of the crapware that they used to put on their phones. Yeah, they really did put a lot of crapware. That's one of the reasons why I refuse to use Samsung apps. Not a big fan of the TouchWiz ID. No, TouchWiz. Do you remember that horror? It was, oh my it was clunky. God. I had a, what is it? Uh, I think I had the Galaxy 5 phone. It was just a nightmare. I literally had to get new launchers, just wipe this thing right off my phone. I remember you were doing a lot of routing back yes, in the day. Yes, I had to root the crap out of it just to be able to use the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, can we say damn? Uh, darn thing. Yes, this darn thing. Darn tootin' thing. But anyway, I, I mean, I've, I've, I, I actually did end up ranting, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> all roads eventually lead to a rant. This is just the times we live in. This is just the times we live in. All right, I guess we should do some news. Yes. Well, um, there is some news. It's been, uh, I guess it's been about 10 days or whatever since we Has were it? last I don't, year. I'm losing track, folks. You know, I really appreciate your patience, folks, for, you know, our crazy schedule. But life has gotten very complicated. Life does. But yeah. uh, so I went looking, you know, there, there's, and, you know, news of more recent vintage. Because yes. there's always something going on. Always. But um, the, the Wall Street Journal last week reported that Google was having discussions over its advertising acceptance policy in light of Twitter's recent decision to ban political advertising on on its platform. Yeah, Remember that was did. the big, uh, yeah. the big uh, kerfuffle the other week. And so Google's looking at that. Facebook for a while was just you know accepting any lying ad that wanted to pay them money. Yeah. Although they've recently come out, uh, and this is slightly news. A uh, Politico and a few uh, other sites are reporting that Facebook is considering restricting politicians' ability to use highly detailed demographic and personal information to target voters. That's more about micro-targeting than, yeah, you know what? here's a big screen full yeah. of lies. But, uh-huh. but you know what? If they come with the Benjamins, yeah. Facebook will just say, yay! Yeah, give it, show us the money. Yeah, yes. so, but but Google, this is kind of big because they've big. got the search, they've they got YouTube, they've got a number of other highly trafficked digital properties. So uh, I understand they they're a ginormous company. They are. With a capital G. They um, haven't really said either way. They just said they were looking at it. So this is a step, though, because, you know, you got to look at something and talk about it before you make any decisions. But it does keep the advertising policies consistent across all of its properties. So if they do decide that they either want to accept or restrict political advertising, this would have probably a major impact. It would. Big time. Yeah, so, so we'll keep an eye out there. Twitter has added a new feature called Topics, which allows users to follow subjects automatically when they see them pop up in their timeline. The site's going to offer more than 300 of these topics, including categories within sports, entertainment, gaming, you know, all the little subsets there. And uh, you can follow a topic just like following an individual user account. You just have to follow. What that does when you follow a topic is you'll see uh, tweets from accounts that you don't normally follow but have credibility on these subjects, you know, like gaming sites. Right, and, right. and whatnot. So it makes it easy for you if you're just interested in something, you know, in particular going on. Instead of going out and finding like the 10 people who are tweeting the most about it, you mm-hmm. can click the topic and you'll probably get those 10 people anyway. Plus maybe some other sites that you hadn't considered and then you can follow the topic to your board and then unfollow it. 
I'm probably never going to do that. Speaking of Twitter, uh, the United States Department of Justice uh, has uh, two of the bird theme microblogging services employees. It's accused them of using their positions uh, and access to Twitter's internal systems to aid Saudi Arabia. Wow. Now, isn't that not comforting? Wait a minute. I thought Saudi Arabia were our friends. Weren't they going to pay us for the military? Yeah, I think they were going to give us some money, but then, you know, they murdered journalists. Yeah, so that's that, true. That's, allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> yes. Allegedly. And and have, you know, some restrictive rules on women and whatnot. Yes, uh, yes. Cultural very, things, whatever. Very restrictive rules. Uh, but the, these two men uh, were accused of gathering information on American citizens and Saudi dissidents uh, who opposed the policies of the kingdom and its leaders. The two uh, Twitter employees were charged with acting as agents of a foreign power inside the United States, which sounds like a pretty hefty charge there. Do you see how... How tightly I'm holding my fists. Your knuckles are like blindingly white now. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying a thing. But as the New York Times notes... uh, Yes, I've heard of them. Yes. uh, The case raised questions about the security of American technology companies already under scrutiny for spreading disinformation and influencing public opinion, showing that these firms can be penetrated from the inside as well. So... Yeah. Makes you just kind of want to... Get off the platform. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Or Just scrub yourself Or clean. take it with an enormous, like, cardboard box-sized grain of salt. Please, please. It's like, it's like, I'm just here for the updates on the Wonder Woman movie. I'm here for the cat memes. Yeah. And even those, you know. Yeah. Political. You, you never know. But, uh, but on the topic of information warfare, BuzzFeed reports that uh, several very popular local news sites are fake and we're just there to commit ad fraud. Stop! Did you see this story? I'm gobsmacked. I know, actual, truly fake news. Uh, these sites include the Albany Daily News, which I think at one time was a legit platform, because mm-hmm. the Albany Daily News, despite hauling in 10 million page views in a month, is a, quote, empty husk of a website filled with old content that for months was showered with questionable traffic as part of a digital ad fraud scheme, according to new uh, research from Social Puncher and Ad Fraud Prevention Consultancy, end quote. There's a real journalism joke there about yes. the whole uh, empty husk. Yes, But, empty you know, husk. I'll leave it alone. Yeah, so, anyway, so, so they find this, this burned out, you know, <laughs> website that's got his tires, you know, ripped yeah, exactly. and stripped and all that. And, and so they just start throwing some outdated stories in there and I Put guess they sell ads on it. On it. Yep. Yeah, and uh, even though the car's up on blocks, you know, people are going there. Come um, on, you got to admit, that's pretty, you know, again, I the say. Evil, the evil creativity? Yes. Yeah, so so the social puncher found that, oh, all of the, there's massive traffic going here because they're getting directed and, and the content's just old and stale or ripped off from elsewhere. 10 million page views, you can't argue with that. Yeah, and that was for August when people were on vacation. Other popular sites in the scheme were located in Edmonton, Canada and Laredo, Texas. So wow. They're out there, so it makes you wonder who else. Uh, wow, so maybe this fake news thing is real. Uh, well, I, I think there has always been fake news uh, as to what is the fake news yeah, is the uh, argument. That's but, the argument. Good point. Yeah, because as my mother used to point out in in the uh, in the seventies in the supermarket line, you know, the, you know the, the supermarket tabloids oh, there. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's all fake news. Yeah, no. you know, the alien baby. Stop. Yeah. Bigfoot is real. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you saw him on the L train. Uh huh. Hello. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me. And Elvis is definitely out there. I hear he's in Vegas. Hey, pumping gas. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The desert weather is good for us. Oh, it is. Exactly. It is. Right. Okay, off the rails again. <laughs> yes, Let's get back on. Um, the T-Mobile Sprint marriage, uh, it did get approval from federal regulators, but the two companies can't quite seal the deal yet thanks to a lawsuit by 15 states in the District of Columbia that are kind of blocking the way. Mm. 
The suit argues that the merger will make for less competition and higher prices for consumers. And so the lawsuit's actually set to go forward next month in December. Um, But T-Mobile seems to be trying to grease the skids a little bit with some special offers if the uh, $26.5 billion deal goes through. Among the promises, uh, a new $15 wireless plan with two gigabytes of data per month, which... Two gigs is not that much, it's but nothing. 15 bucks, you know, that, that's okay. We're going to put this out for, for people who need a low-cost plan. Free internet to emergency first responders for 10 years and to low-income households with children for five years. Quite frankly, they should just do that anyway, especially the first responders right. because, Absolutely. you know, they're putting their lives on the line. Absolutely. And uh, they've also made uh, promises in the past. Previous T-Mobile uh, promises include supplying underserved rural areas with coverage, which they should be doing anyway because we Absolutely. need to close that digital divide. And uh, they also promised to freeze prices for three years if they were to come together because that was a lot of the fear that, oh, as soon as you guys team up, you're going to jack the rates and people are going to be stuck with only three carriers and the, or three major national carriers. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always got your U.S. cellular and your, your metro and whatnot. But, yeah, but they feed off the big boys anyway. Yeah, so if you've got uh, T-Mobile Sprint as one, Verizon and AT&T, your, your choices are a little limited. Very limited. Yeah, remember back Very in the day limited. there used to be six of them? There like, were, yeah, you couldn't swing a stick without it. They had Singular and Nextel. Oh, Singular. And... I forgot about that Nextel. I forgot about them too. They had the chirping phone. Yeah, yeah, they? the little, the, the yeah. That was really annoying. I hear it on the train a lot. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so so we'll see if uh, how this lawsuit goes. Now, um, also on the, the topic of mobile phones, yeah. um, as you, you know, sometimes like if you're traveling, you're in a tunnel, whatever, it can take a text message a minute or two to get through. Yes. Uh, especially if you've got a spotty connection. But 10 months for a delivery might be pushing it here, <laughs> even yeah. for AT&T. Due to a glitch in telecommunications infrastructure, messages from Valentine's Day in February suddenly showed up last oh, week for people. Oh, man. Completely out of context. I wonder how many people wow. broke up because these messages yes, did not get through. that's exactly what I thought. Yes. That's horrible. Many companies were affected, and I think uh, one of the, the smaller groups, U.S. Cellular, uh, is blaming something called the cross-carrier messaging system, which is a joint venture that the major phone carriers committed to last month. So I don't know if they were doing a software update or they just plugged something in and all of a sudden these February messages that have been backed up on some server queue all of a sudden shot out. But all of these people suddenly got uh, really stale, outdated, out-of-context messages. Uh, Just imagine getting <laughs> something like that out of nowhere. Yeah, especially because uh, February was a long time ago. Things could have happened since Yes, then. exactly right. Yeah, so That's brutal. That's yeah. just brutal. Yeah, wow. talk about, but talk about your slow delivery. Like snail mail will have gotten there Ooh, faster. yeah. YouTube's homepage on the tablet and desktop is getting a visual overhaul. You know, it's, it's always been kind of jammed in there, like uh, just tons and tons of little thumbnails, all that stuff on the side. YouTube's in the secure folder. Uh-huh, Boom, yeah. it's in there. You got to keep it, you know, keep oh, the yeah. kids out of it. So they are revamping that uh, for these these two uh, platforms, tablet and desktop. Uh, less cluttered look that gives the videos uh, themselves more room to breathe uh, mm-hmm. with fewer and larger thumbnails across the screen. So maybe you can see a little bit more. It also gives room for the descriptions to be read more fully. Yeah, oh, sometimes you would just like see that. these tiny little thumbnails yeah, yeah. and you couldn't tell what couldn't it was tell actually what the back heck was going on. Yeah. The words were, were getting cut off. I'm digging that. Yeah, so they've done that. Uh, the desktop version has added a new add to queue feature, uh, which I think you can already do on mobile, can't you? Like if you're, I believe so, yeah. If you want to queue up a bunch of stuff to watch. Uh, and they've also uh, got controls on, on the uh, desktop site now uh, to make it stop suggesting things for you to watch. Oh, thank so you. So you can turn that off if you don't need any suggestions. Oh, God bless. Yes, thank you. So they're rolling that out there. 
Photoshop news. I have actually two items on Photoshop. Photoshop. Adobe Photoshop, wow. that, that classic program. Now, after years of the light and the touch and the stripped-down versions of Express. Photoshop for, yeah, for touchscreens, Adobe released an iPad version of its full Photoshop image editing software earlier this month. But the reception from photo professionals was um, not overwhelmingly joyous. Tepid? Uh, tepid, sometimes a little cranky. Really? Um, yeah, in fact, uh, the app, which uh, now costs the, I guess it's a now standard $10 a month because Adobe's all subscription yeah, for their, their subscription. photo products. Correct. So they're charging full price for Adobe Wears, but the app was only getting 2.3 on the five-star rating scale. Uh, users were not happy that uh, despite the full price, it was missing several major features like warp tools, liquefy, sharpening curves, content-aware fill, and just your basic fundamentals like resizing and rotating an image. What? You, you kind of like, well, they got layers in there, which is what I want. You, know, you can't be Photoshop without but, layers. But the weird thing is that free little Photoshop fix will give you the warp functionality. Yeah, so I don't know if they're just saving this for an update or, you know, we're coming up against our shipping deadline, just ship what we've got. That's bizarre. It, it was not it was not making people happy. Uh, so they were getting dragged uh, through the ratings minefield. And then... Oh. Um, and I think uh, some Adobe exec even came on and was trying to say, well, you know, we're, you know, we, we love the feedback and we're going to incorporate new features and later releases. And charge more. I bet you they charge more. Well, we'll see what comes out in the next update. If all of these things that people were griping that were missing are all of a sudden there, then. Why, why would you leave the warp feature out? That's like the biggest retouching thing for most people out there. I don't know. And there wouldn't be an Instagram influencer if there wasn't for the yeah. warp thing. So I don't know if it was just something with the mobile touch interface because uh, it's supposed to be like Apple Pencil yeah. ready too. So what will Kardashians do? Adobe should really just like have that be you know their big question on the oh, whiteboard. Yeah. You know, what will make the Kardashians happy? That's exactly right. In other Photoshop news, uh, Adobe is launching a free Photoshop camera app powered by artificial intelligence. Uh, the app is uh, soon to be out for Android and iOS users. It uses uh, Adobe's own AI platform, Sensi, to recognize the subject in the photos, whether it's you know a picture of your food, a nice landscape, mm-hmm. a selfie. Uh, and it automatically suggests which image filters to apply because you would clearly have a different filter if you're looking at a beautiful mountain sunset right. than a bad selfie at a party. So it sort of analyzes it, makes some filter suggestions. Uh, the filters can be used on the screen in real time or uh, applied to the images, you know, that you stored in the camera roll. So mm. we're rolling that out. That'll probably make the Kardashians happy. That might. That might. Yes. Uh, Microsoft. Yes, um, I've heard of them too. They just announced an upgrade for the HoloLens Mixed Reality Goggles. Remember, they were uh, – everything was like Facebook Oculus yeah, and Samsung yeah, yeah, yeah. Gear. And they, Microsoft I get the was, sense they weren't flying off the shelves though. It's less of a consumer product, I think, the HoloLens, wow. and they're using it more in academics and research, uh, from what I can tell. But it's a very impressive system. It uh, is, yes. The, the Microsoft Storm Fifth Microsoft, Avenue, yes. uh, I believe, does uh, demos if one is truly interested. Uh, but the new edition of the goggles offers a wi- wider field of view, mm. so you can see more uh, when you've got the thing on your head. Better ergonomics, so it's not maybe pulling your neck down because yeah, it is yeah, a little heavy. Yeah. And uh, they've got more complex gesture controls. A lot of times when you're wearing them, you have to like snap, you know, pinch your fingers mm, and all mm-hmm. that to, to uh, manipulate the stuff. And so they've added a wider array of gestures. So, um, and they gave it a very snappy name Microsoft HoloLens 2. <laughs> um, nice. and, and, and that's out now for $3,500. Again, not really your no, consumer it's not pricing a consumer there. Thing. I wonder how long they market tested it. HoloLens 2. DOS. Well, it worked for Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so that's simple. out there. 
Now, uh, the lack of housing in Northern California, affordable or otherwise, uh, has been getting worse. And Apple recently announced it was committing $2.5 billion with a B dollars uh, to help provide uh, places to live for extremely low-income adults, veterans, and disabled, formerly homeless individuals. And they're also uh, trying to build up affordable digs for people in that every community needs, like, you know, your teachers, your firefighters, your first responders, your service workers, people who need to live in your community because they are helping it. Mm-hmm. And so Apple is working with the state of California and some of the cities in that area, in the Bay Area, to find companies to build low-income and affordable housing and try to get people into this. I thought this was a fairly noble gesture. Apple's got a lot of money, you know, stocked up. Apple CEO Tim Cook said, affordable housing means stability and dignity, opportunity and pride. When these things fall out of reach for too many, we know the course uh, we are on is unsustainable and Apple is committed to being a part of the solution. So doing the PR move there, but if he helps like teachers be able to, to live in the same town that they're teaching in and not have to commute two hours a day. I got no problem with that. Have you been to San Francisco lately? It's a little jam. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Just yeah, little no, they, expensive. Oh, yeah, very. It's Ridiculous. more expensive than New York, yes, isn't it? it is. Which I know New York likes to be number one in everything, but San Francisco can have Yeah, they that. can take that. They can definitely yeah. take that. So Apple is uh, sending some some wheels, you know, dump truck wheels in motion there to start uh, building some houses, hopefully, nice. in the next few years. Well played, Apple. Yes. And finally... We return to Google, uh, where we started uh, this new segment, where the company has just released uh, six experimental smartphone apps. I guess these came out a few weeks ago, uh, uh, maybe last month, mm. that were designed to help curb your addiction to your smartphone. Kind of ironic. You know, here's an app okay. to help you with here's your... Here's an app to help me yeah. with my addiction. Yeah. Uh, so it's like methadone. A little counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, but the Gizmodo site, I took a look at all six and uh, sort of gave the reviews, and I'll, I'll link to the Gizmodo overall comprehensive review of these apps, uh, but but we'll talk about three of them here. There's one called Postbox that bundles all your notifications into timed batches, and so just getting, you know, all of your mail notifications and your news alerts and all that, just as they come, it sort of stores them up, and then I guess you can just get them like maybe once an hour, once every mm. two hours, mm. so you are not constantly, constantly interrupted, so... I'm kind of digging that. Yeah, so that one's Postbox. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called Desert Island, which I immediately thought of Desert Island Discs in the old Tower Records uh, magazine. Yes. But Desert Island, um, which takes over as your home screen launcher and restricts your access to just seven apps. You get to pick the apps, but it's sort of like, well, you've got like 200 apps on your phone, how many of you are using it, forces you to pick seven and just restricts you within that. So mm. just your very basics, like your weather and maybe your transit app and your email and your contacts or something. So I love my transit app yeah. so much. Shout out. You know, shout out to the transit app folks. Yeah. Thank you. You don't have to sit there and wonder no. when the train's going, you know, Absolutely is the train not. going to come tonight? Yeah. So uh, so Desert Island is another one. And then here's the one that I thought was, was most curious, and Gizmodo wrote a lot about this, but it's called Paperphone. And uh, what it does is this app allows you to print out a customized paper phone uh, every day. Probably not so good for the environmental because you're printing ah, out a paper phone yeah. every day. Yeah. But what it does is you can print out this, air quotes, paper phone with your tasks for the day, weather report, puzzles, items from your calendar, and even directions if you go on to dinner that night so you don't have to use your GPS. It'll just give you written directions to how to get there. MapQuest is back. I tell you. Yes, in, in, in your little paper format. So uh, so you print this out, and then in theory you can leave your real phone at home and just use this paper phone, although I'm a little worried, you know, because sometimes you need stuff on your actual phone, like well, an internet connection. So Google's solution is to go back to... 2001? Yeah, yeah. So you, so you have this little, yeah. this little um, folded up pieces of nice. paper that's got 
all your schedule for the day, where you're going, any particular reminders you need to do. And so you, you just take this little uh, phone and you put, they put a puzzle on there so you got something to do. Don't oh, yeah. Commute. Okay, that's nice. So, uh, and I think the printout even gives you uh, origami instructions uh, that you can use to fold up your paper phone into a festive shape when the day is over. Enchantment. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Now, now. Now, now. Now, clean show. The first two I like. Yeah. This one. Paper phone. I could Hard see. pass. Yeah, it's... Unless you were knew you were going to a place where you weren't going to have a connection anyway. Right. And maybe it's a good backup. But, yeah, that, that one, I like the noble intention. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going yeah, to yeah. go back to the earth with my treeware-based yeah. phone. But sometimes you really need, like, 911. Like, you can't really call 911 on paper phone. So Yeah, because they're no more pay phones anymore. So yeah. 911's not an option. Yeah, so so, so that was just three of the six that, that uh, Google released. And we'll, we'll have a link to the Gizmodo story with all of them. And we'll have a link to everything else in the news on our show page at poptechjam.com. But we're going to continue this conversation about how much we need our phones in our next segment. I love my Galaxy a lot. You know what Sleek I did? Sleek silver lining, yes. Did I tell you what I did? I took my Apple card and used it as my Google Pay Ooh, card. That's yeah. that's mixing worlds Yeah, there. they kind of like freaked out a little bit, but uh-huh. I think they actually accepted it. And then I also did it on Samsung Pay, but Samsung was not having it. <laughs> it was like, you get that <laughs> yeah, Apple card exactly. off of here. Samsung was like, nope, negatory, mm-hmm. out of here. But I'm using... Three digital wallets now. That's a lot of digital wallet. From someone who, like, a month ago was using none. Yeah. and uh, I'm losing control. Someone who, as I recall, was more fond of the physical wallet. Than I the, was, yes. And and you don't have three physical wallets, right? No. And use it once. I do not. I do not. I don't have a burner wallet. Yeah. No, I don't. I know people who do, but this is getting crazy with the wallets. They, well, they've, they've made them more functional. They're yeah. more accessible to use. I mean, we were just... Joking about paper phone yeah. uh, in the last segment and, and the limitations of that. I mean, I can see the kind of noble cause are going, but sometimes you just need certain functionality. Yeah. And mobile wallets probably took off, what, maybe 2014, like five uh, years yeah, ago? Yeah, I would say five years ago, yeah. I think when Apple kind of rolled out its wallet app and it was starting to make it easy for you to scan in your credit cards mm-hmm. and have this very secure virtual number on your phone that you can use to pay for things. And there had been some payment systems before, and I think this has been big in Japan uh, far far before it came over here. Big in Japan. Yes, but tonight. but let's, let's comfortably say, you know, five years, you know, just of, of traction. And people are kind of living on their phones now. I know the wire cutter did a story. This woman, like, left her wall in the back of a cab or something, maybe in the airport lounge, and was going on a trip and had to live for a week on her phone and pretty much was able to do it. There was one place that did not take like a mobile pay thing, Mm -hmm. but she was able to like go to Starbucks and get her boarding passes and do all of, you know, check into hotel. I'm telling you, all of this on the phone. I'm waving my phone around like a maniac. Yeah. Like, yeah, here you go. You want to, hey, let me swipe over here. Yeah. Um, Even the New York City subway system is only on one line, but, but for a bunch of stations, On on the four five six, you just tap your phone at the thing, and you can go on through, and you Indeed. see the little thing you just spent two seventy five to yep. go through the turnstile. Yep. But I'm using it all over the place. Yeah, and it works better on than both the, platforms. Yeah, and the magnetic stripe cards. You know, you don't have to like keep reswiping yep. uh, like you do. But it, it got me thinking that the digital wallets are 
I think, here to stay. I think so. Some people have set them up. Some people haven't. How much do you like, do? You have like your boarding passes and things. Do you do all your no, no, stuff? no, no. I'm, I'm like I said. I'm taking baby steps. I'm, I put yeah. two credit cards on there, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, which so, is easy know. to do. You just say add card, and right. then you either scan the number. You scan. Or, uh, you scan the card, and yeah, it's good to go. And for people who are worried about the security of that, most of the mobile phones are using a tokenized version of Correct. your card, so they're not actually storing the number on there. They'll generate, and some of them. Well, I know Google Pay. I think all three of the platforms will give you a, a, an alternate number, like you said. Yeah. So you don't. You're not actually using. You're using a virtual number. So. Yeah. And none of that uh, information, none of your financial stuff, gets stored on the Correct. servers of the company the, that made the phone. So, so that's safety there. I was in Europe uh, last month, and yep. it was very handy because there's a ton of mobile pay readers at every register now, and you don't have to worry like, oh, they don't take this credit card, or oh, if. I mean, the U.S. has switched over to chip cards now, which was a thing right. a few years ago when we were still MagStripe. But now you just tap your phone on the bus reader and it, and it registers. And That's occasionally sweet. maybe it'll get a little blip because it has to do a foreign transaction fee or something. But right. very easy to travel around now. And so so the credit card thing's working. I had scanned in some of my plastic loyalty cards as well, hardware store, drugstore. Yeah, that's, that's my next step. Yeah, and once you kind of get them on there – You'll get emails about, oh, you know, here's your $5 coupon for whatever. Download to your card, and you can just tap, and it'll encode itself uh, into your electronic account for the card. Mrs. Kaiser will love that. It, and and you, your keys get lighter because you don't have all these little plastic key oh fobs God, yes. that you're, you're trying to fumble around at the, the cashier. Security, pretty much every phone system makes you have a passcode or some type of authentication, Correct. you know, thumb, face, iris, whatever. And before you set up or put on a credit card, they demand that you turn this on because it's all for your safety. Yeah, they don't. You can't. You cannot use it without it. It's a pain, but it does allay some fears. And all three of the major systems, if you're talking Samsung, Android, and iOS, mm-hmm. you can remote wipe if you lose your phone. So, Correct. So another thing. So even though it's not your real credit card to store it on there, if you're nervous about anything that's on there, you can just wipe it completely. I will say this. I use iOS almost 90% of the time. Because of the Apple Card? Because of the Apple Card, we and you get the and some of the like cash back you like you get cash back from Apple it's Card like don't you? It's ching every time. I think Samsung Pay has some some deals too. Yeah, I, I haven't really looked into that. Yeah, so so they're very handy and and there are tons of mobile payment systems out there. I mean, we're mainly talking about digital wallets for the three yep. major phone platforms. Yep. But yeah, you got your Venmo and you've got yes, your PayPal you've got and you've everything. got all that. Yeah, yeah. And Zell and, and those things, like if you just need to pay somebody back, there's Apple Cash. Cash, and, yeah. There's yeah. not there's Apple Cash, but there's the Cash app. And yeah. Yeah, yeah but, which is another thing that you can keep in your digital wallet is like what if you've got your uh, cash card linked to a bank account or a mm-hmm. debit card, you can mm-hmm. do that. I find it useful to, uh, in addition to getting rid of all of the plastic key fobs, boarding passes, event tickets. A lot of times they'll just send you a link, movie tickets, uh, Fandango, app, oh, whatever, yes, that's right. movie add to wallets. Yeah, Fandango, that's what I use And it just makes it so you're not like looking for a little square of, of paper. It makes it very convenient. You got everything on your phone. The loyalty cards will, will keep your points. And sometimes you can just look at your Walgreens app and see, oh, here's my point total. I don't have to find the receipt to, for my last purchase to see how many points I am till I get free hand sanitizer. And I'm, you know, I'm an old school New Yorker. I don't like taking cash out Anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want people seeing what's in my wallet. Yeah, you know, you grew up in the Bronx in the exactly. 70s. You don't want to be like flashing oh, the greens around. Heck no, no way. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, and everyone kind of has their phone. And yeah, phone snatching is still a thing. But again, there's security options where, where you can remote wipe it if someone does. Exactly. And not that they can get into it either because you've got your security thing on. But, but uh, yeah, just the, the fact that it lightens the wallet with all of the little pieces of paper that you used to have to shove in there. And you don't have to right. worry about losing your boarding pass because you're. 
sitting in the airport bar and you leave it behind. Not that that's ever happened, but you know, it's other things you have to keep track of. Um, but very handy and Absolutely. so I'm finding more and more and the phone is pretty much replacing you know, a lot of the stuff that used to shove into the physical wallet. Uh, another thing that you do have to do, though, uh, as you keep shoving items in, is cleaning them out. Like, do you really need that ticket on the, you know, the house tour from three years ago? So all of these three systems have ways you can delete passes, either in group, you know, just get rid of all the stuff that I'm not using, or one by one. Sometimes maybe you want to keep something for sentimental reasons. Yeah, I still have my... Yeah, but you can't keep the, the ticket stub. Yeah, well, I could take a screenshot of it and paste it in my book, but because I took the I took the Paisley Park tour in nice. um, Minnesota a few years ago, I think it was 2017, and Prince had died the year before, so it was still very sad. But I was like, oh, this is such a good tour, and you know, I haven't wanted to delete the electronic yeah. ticket out of my Apple Wallet, so I keep it around. I just think of you know the doves. 2016 was such a horrible year for Silver Oh, God, yes. Um, but, uh, We're off the rails again, aren't we? We are, yeah. yeah. No, I was just thinking Bowie, Prince, Carrie Fisher. Don't go back to 2016. Yes, please. Let's forget um, about it. But yeah, digital wallets, that's what yes, we were. Yes, that's Yeah, so we're. sometimes you keep your sentimental favorites, but if you do need to weed out and prune the things in there, your ancient uh, airplane trips and whatever. Just get them out of it. Yeah, just go into your settings and like delete, 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 delete. Yep. Then, and also you can find things because a lot of times when you open your digital wallet app and you get this sort of fan-shaped arrangement of 50 <laughs> cards popping up, you can't find the one that you actually need. Yeah. I like it. I like so, it. so I'm, you know, d- despite the fact that there's a move to simplify or whatever – I think my way of simplifying is just having more stuff digitized and less in a wallet that that stuff can fall out of or can be lost. I'm I'm very slowly. You know how long it takes me to do this stuff. I was anti-cloud for a while. So yeah, but but you know, I'm slowly getting in there. Slowly yeah. but surely. But uh, for those who are maybe using the bare minimum digital wallet functions or you haven't quite set it up or you need a guide to help a relative who is coming around, I will have a link to how to set up and manage your digital wallet from an article I wrote a couple of months ago. And we'll find that on our show page. PopTickJam.com. Thank you, bros. Yes, thank you very much, bros. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, and thank you, listeners. We hope everyone is having a fine week or weekend whenever you happen to be listening to us. It's like November, like the year is just rolling up and freezing outside. My first time I complained about the weather, about it being cold. Yes, for this season, yes. Yes, now that radiators are clanking on everywhere. They sure are. They sure are. Yeah, you can hear those things coming. Something about steam heat. (laughs) But uh, until next time, when we're back with more, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Gonna go use your digital wallet now. I am indeed.